There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You do what you want. Do do whatever you want, Gilly. You do what you want. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody actually cares. Um, good nice. evening to you both, though. <laughs> um, thank you ever so much for, uh, for 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 joining me. Uh, I know uh, people are probably a little bit shocked because we should have had a, a little ginger dwarf joining us tonight, but uh, actually hosting us tonight. But it sounds like he actually might have a date on Halloween. Uh, <gasps> Halloween. Halloween. Uh, <laughs> we get a date on Halloween, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, uh, you are left unfortunately, or fortunately, with myself and uh, Cal and Gilly. How are we doing, chaps? Doing well. Good. Good form. Pleased to hear it. Um, we're going to run a bit of an intro, and we'll get into um, a little bit of footy talk, I suppose. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> you look like fucking Brolin, you're a leader in bastard. Like some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. <laughs> you tantal player a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit right, dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. Good evening, fellas. And yeah, we are going to talk a little bit about football. But before we get on to talk about the recent, because we, we're, we're including a BNC tonight, for those of you who didn't notice, uh, didn't care really, I don't suppose. Um, we do usually do the main pod on a Tuesday night. Obviously, we had a game last night. So um, tonight's is tonight is going to have a, uh, a Brewer adding Coke sort of wedged in at the start. But before we do get on to the BNC, um, Gilly went AWOL for a short while and didn't submit any of the uh, the updates for, for the Predictions League. So what we are going to do, we're going to do the, the two games prior to Swansea, then we'll talk about the Swansea game, and then we'll have a final update on the Predictions League. So take it away. Um, that was a big bust. You just threw him under there. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Auto no better predictions. <laughs> Cheers, pal. Outfit here. Sorry. That's it, yeah. Clockwork. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit because I went on the main pod uh, prior. So um, we, we're covering Bristol, Rotherham, and, and we'll come on to Swansea. Uh, so from a Bristol perspective, 
Uh, it was one point all around except for Smarty, who by virtue of his 2-1, uh, obviously it was a 1-0 victory, uh, took himself three points. Um, that did put us in a position where um, uh, the league table didn't change at all. Smarty just uh, left Cal behind somewhat and drew level with Jay. Um, so there were no changes in the positions. We then stepped forward to Rotherham, um, where Smarty bagged himself five sweet points. And after a little bit of um, uh, verifying and cross-checking and, and uh, just making sure that uh, the predictions captured were uh, an accurate reflection of what we were looking for, um, Jay and Smarty took themselves five points from Rotherham. And what that means is Luke, by virtue of not getting anything wrong, uh, goes from third to sixth <laughs> um, because he's been overtaken. Um, so when we look at the scores, actually third to fifth it is. Um, I'm top on 37. I've only been picking up one at a time, so it's closing in behind me. Bren's on 33, Smart is on 33, Jay's on 33, Luke's on 32. Carl's on 26 and fans are on 18. I oh. thought I was only two points behind you. Uh, you dead. were... No. No, you were two points behind Bren. Bren, in a second. Uh, yeah. Hey, Stuart's inquiry. I don't, know. I don't know what goes on with these, with these <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> Anything could happen with these spreadsheets. And we'd just have to believe you, wouldn't we? But we know it's not a spreadsheet, man. Not saying you dishonest or out like that, but uh, I feel I'd done to. I feel really I'd done to. Um, who gives a shite? It's a make pretend bastard league. Is this is that fully updated? That fully updated to be for prior Swansea now? That's up to prior Swansea, yes. And everyone just got a point against Swansea, I'm assuming, anyway. So no, nobody guessed the four goal difference, did they? No, that is right. No, nobody did. So uh, it is, what, and that's why we're saying. So the do what you want, Gilly. Whatsoever we talk about Swansea's predictions, or we talk about the game first. But really yeah, matter. so um, uh, you are right. Nobody got any more than a point. So the league table will be as it is. Great stuff, and that has uh, ruined my night. And on that note, we'll see you all next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's 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 talk let's talk Swans then. Let's talk Swans. Um, I, I I went on with Joe, did the friends, Potsdam friends, uh, did a um, did a final word, his version of, of a, no, it wasn't the final word. I do apologise. I think that's tonight at some stage. But he did, I did his match reaction, uh, which is their equivalent of BNC. But um, yeah, uh, I, first things first. I I was quite shocked at how good a performance it was. Certainly in the first 15, 20 minutes. I don't know about you guys, but I was, I was Tuesday night away from home. It had the makings of a you know they're shite, but it had the makings of a bit mm. of a banana skin, didn't it? Let's be honest. Well, any I think any trip to South Wales is going to be a bit of a banana skin, really, isn't it? Well, you um, say that, but we've scored seven in our last two visits to South Wales and not conceded. Okay, so prior to this season <laughs> it's it's been a fairly sticky place now i don't know gilly what? will probably sticky pull place. up some stats well like <laughs> where do you go in the south when you get to go to south wales or don't we want to know i don't know it's, it's probably the same place as smarty we just end up avoiding each other man um <laughs> <laughs> um he goes to north wales that's probably why oh well there you go um 
But look, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it last night. I thought that was an absolutely stonking performance and should have probably been about six or seven nil, really. Mm. No, I, I mean, in a nutshell, yeah. I, I, I mean, if that was all we were going to say, we'd probably have a relatively short pod tonight, Carl. But uh, <laughs> thanks for your incredible insight, as ever. Um, well, like, yeah, go on. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, on the on the balance of play, we we you know we had we had plenty of chances, and and you know Willie Willie could have had another couple. Uh, Rutter was fouled for the penalty. Did you think that was a penalty, Gilly? Yes. You yes. don't want it I to think be a it's... penalty, though, do you? No, I don't want it to be a penalty. But but what we're after is consistency, and I think it's one of them where actually you know we've spoken about um, uh, well opposition more than us have spoken about our players and their willingness to go down. Um, I think we've we've seen um, Willie potentially fall foul a little bit where referees are looking at him potentially somebody that, that quite easily goes down when, when he's under a tackle and therefore he's not getting decisions because I think that there were one at the weekend that, that should have been at least a free kick regardless of whether it carried on into the box and all of that sort of stuff. It was a definite foul and we didn't get anything there. I think the Rutter one, I don't know if you remember Bamford about three seasons ago literally turned to a ref and went, what do I have to do? Do I have yeah. to dive? After it had been completely cleaned out, um, it's a soft one. But they're given so regularly when it's not us that, <laughs> that it's one of those of stop it being a pen or make it a pen every time it happens. And, and I, you know, I don't think that a player should have to throw themselves to the floor just to get a decision. But you know full well that if he goes down under that challenge, he's forcing the referee to make a decision. The referee's probably going to give a pen, but he shouldn't have to go down for that. Nah, you're right. He shouldn't. And 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 that's what's sort of, I suppose, spoiling and ruining the game a little bit, isn't it? Let's be honest. Like, we don't want to see players going down. We don't. We want to see a, t- we want to t- see a tough battle. We don't really want that to be a penalty. In the modern game, it is a penalty. Mm-hmm. penalty. You know, you got you only got to rewind, I would probably say, as little as 10, 15 years, and that's not even a foul. That's not foul. Mm. Um, but but ultimately, the letter of the law suggests that that is a penalty. Uh, and I think, did you say it should have been a red card as well? Or was that the Nonto incident? Sorry, no, I think... Uh, yeah, no, that, that was the one where uh, I'd, I'd looked up the, um, uh, the the Football League rules because um, we were debating that one as well in our group chat, weren't we? Uh, it was it was where we were pulled back on the halfway line, and you're thinking there's one defender that potentially could get across on the cover, but we know that once Will is away, the guy behind him is not getting back at him, uh, and it was that one that we were talking about rather than the penalty right. incident on on, on Rutter. And again, I don't want that to be a sending off, no. but at the same time, you know for a fact if that's going against us, it's going to be given, and and we're, we're going to be coming under scrutiny. And I think that's you know we're, we're looking for consistency, and I think. Um, that again brings us to uh, looking at is that the intent behind the blue card? Because I think that it just needs to fuck off and get in the bin. Yeah. But a yellow card doesn't feel harsh enough for, for that. It, it, it's a professional foul. Uh, he's intentionally n- not made a play for the ball and played a play for his opponent who's got away from him. So it, you know, by the letter of the law, it's a professional foul, and, and therefore uh, should have should result in a red card. But red card feels too much. Yellow card don't feel enough. But I'd rather be frustrated by that than have to put up with blue cards and then size just sitting in until their player comes back on. And and it, 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 I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a mess. But um, ultimately, um, fuck them. We smashed them. We deserved it. 
the game were over as a um, as a contest ten minutes in. Wasn't it? It, it was just it was one of those where it was a just eminently professional throughout. You know, we were two 0 up within ten minutes, and then won it at a canter. It won it won it won a difficult one at all in the end. No, it won't. And I think I think I think one of the one of the comments I made specifically on the game uh, was it felt like like we were in a training match. It didn't ever feel. Yeah. But the the difficulty with that was we were letting them bypass us a little bit too easy and getting through. I mean, they weren't ever really any threat realistically. They had some. They got in some good positions, um, but they didn't ever really look threatening. Um, but but we did let them. We did let them carry the ball. We did let them bring it forward when they wanted to. You know, Piro doesn't do the same job that Paddy did. Uh, Paddy does. Uh, who was obviously unfortunate to get injured in in the warm up. Um, but he doesn't do the same job. He's, he's not as quick as Paddy. You know, he's, he's a big lump, is Piro. You don't, you don't, you sort of underestimate how big he is. Um, so for, for us to expect him to be doing that job, but I still think he had a really good game yesterday, Joel Piro, by the way, I might add. He, uh, he, 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 you know, one of the things I think we struggle with with Joel Piro is he makes some all right, he makes some quite good runs, as uh, proper striker runs now and then, and, and we don't tend to feed him. Uh, but, but yet when he's got his back to goal, we're putting the ball into his feet. And he hasn't got it in him to, to turn and, and get a shot. He's off not that sort of player, is he? He's not that. He's not. He's not. Um, so so that was a little bit frustrating. I think the other thing was was he was he looked like he was trying to run and, and get back and chase, but the centre back was outpacing him. Do you know what I mean? So he hasn't got. He has it. He's not pacey, uh, which made them. It made it quite easy for them to uh, to bring it out when they wanted to. But yeah, as I said, as you said quite rightly, it was a professional performance. Do you think, Carl? Do you think? Do you think we took? I beat off the gas in, in, in the second half. Is that something we done purposeful to say to save energy or no, I don't think we did. I thought um bringing on James and Anthony even when we were three 0 up or four 0 up at the time, I showed it showed real intent to want to go for it. Like and, and I don't think bringing on two of those types of players is Fark saying, right, let's just sit back and and you know, see the game out. We were four 0 up. We like like I was saying earlier, I know it was as insightful as you'd all hoped, um, but we we could have been six or seven nil up, and um, I think it's uh, it it shows great kind of drive from the manager to want to be able to give us more goals and and you know for the team like it's it's another point essentially on the final day potentially like you know, um, so to open up a good goal difference is 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 something I think is crucial now because the teams we're playing are going to be, you know. We've got Leicester next Friday after Plymouth and Chelsea then, and it, like to 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 rack up a few goals again on Saturday would be a good one. I'd take it all day long. Um, but the overall performance was, I, I thought, geez, no, I didn't think we took our foot off the gas very much at all. I thought Swansea played a very high line. Um, we exploited that quite regularly, which was a bit weird from them because the way we play. Um, a lot of teams, even at home, would kind of not be as adventurous as they were um, in in the press and and playing such a high line. So I think we took full advantage of that, and and they didn't change for the whole game. So Fark bringing on Anthony and and Dan James was probably the right thing to do. Just keep going at them. Yeah, I, I see. There was I, a bit I, of that. Oh, sorry, go, on, sorry. Go ahead, Gilly. Uh, I was just going to pop up the um, uh, the momentum stats from. Sofa score, or at least I would do if it were working, but it's not popping up. Um, <laughs> I do have them in front of me, and you can see that um, when you look at it. So we'll we'll tweet it out so people can see it. 
Um, you can, oh, there we go. Just took a while to load. You can see it's, that it's early in the second fridge. half. Yeah. Oh, no, it was just not on mine. Sorry. Oh. So, uh, early in the second half, it looks like they were kind of in the game. Now, I don't think they really did much against us, but we weren't pressing the advantage in the way that we were. But then 70 minutes or so, we started making changes, and you can see that we were just back on top again. Um, and obviously, uh, getting the goal when we did, I think that that kind of... Um, I actually said, oh, they're making some changes now. If you're Nonto, what you want to do is you want to get up the pitch with the ball and you want to score. And he instantly did and then got subbed off. And I think on balance of play, they were never really in the game. They had a fair amount of the ball early in the second half. But as we said, it was over as a contest by then. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. I think I think I slightly disagree with with, with what Carl said about them not taking the fourth. Because I think they did, and I think it was part of the instructions was to slow the tempo down, um, was to not score every time we have possession of the ball. We felt, I, I, I noticed we passed it backwards a little bit more and just let the let the let the let the centre backs have a little pass about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean controversial but would you have preferred to go for the jugular and risk you know you extending sorry not extending expanding an extra 10 15 percent of, of of their fitness and energy into that game or when the game's already won at three nil at half time or whatever it was it three nil it was three nil at half time for one yeah, goal in the second half and and take the fourth of gas and, and and actually conserve that energy and, and and actually going in going into plymouth on saturday feel like most of them will feel like it was a training session I'll, I'll be honest with you and that they will have conserved a lot of that energy and come Saturday they probably won't even know that they played Tuesday yeah I well yeah I see your point there like but at the same time were we ever really you know in fifth gear like did we ever really properly get out of third gear in that match as well like so I I, I, I don't know maybe we did I, I just know I, I just thought that anytime we went on the attack we were as you know positive about going for it as we were when it was the three uh before the half time like so but i get what you're saying like i just i think yeah. it's one of them as well though so one, one of the things that were said um on twitter after the rotherham game was that the game were a bit boring and my response to that was i'd take Barring three nils from now until end of the season, if that's what it took yeah. um yeah. because if we win three nil every game from from now until end of the season we probably go up as champions, let alone automatically promoted. So I think it's it's one of them where um, being able to reflect on a professional performance where we might not have got out of third gear or even into it um, and have brushed aside a team that actually, um, when you look at some of the uh, conversation leading up to it, people thought, you know, that could be a banana skin. Carl's referred to our... Uh, traversing across to South Wales. Uh, usually it's Cardiff that's the difficult one for us. Um, I think we've won four out of the last seven. We've only ever lost 12 times to them. Um, so, you know, it, it's not a fixture that that has been traditionally a, a, a terrible one for us. And it's always funny to put one over on Matt Grimes and his mum. <laughs> but it's one of those where... <laughs> um, it, it, it's just a you know, we've we've turned up we've done a really professional job and actually that's what we need to do and foot off the pedal conserving some energy if you're 3-0 up and you're able to coast and the team still can't lay a glove on you that's a really good sign for us I think hmm. and that might not be the most exciting it's it's not it's not a Bielsa because Bielsa would have been go 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 constantly it wouldn't have been to change at all but actually, if there were any negatives that we ever had while Bielsa, while while he was at our club, it was not making the changes, 
not having enough players available to him um, and not taking advantage of being on top and being able to conserve some energy. So I think that there's a real there's a real power in that, and that's mm. we've now got the opposite frustration because we did get used to Bielsa and we did have that thing where yeah. it was just foot fat to the floor constantly throughout the entire game. Um, it, it, it's a long old season. There's a lot of football to go. We're still in FA Cup. Uh, you know that Chelsea game um, reflects an ability for us to go and actually show what Fark has done here and 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 impress on a side that's got a glittering array of talent that's spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds on its squad. Let's go and see what we can do there while focusing on the league and being that professional and being in that situation where a side that is. You know, they've been at this level for an extended period now. They should be able to compete and they couldn't compete with us. So that's a really good sign. Yeah, I mean, can't, can't disagree with that. I just want to just want to talk about uh, a few performances then last night. I mean, I found it very difficult to pick a man of the match last night. I mean, I, I think I think I probably went for... Well, I won't tell you. I'll come on to who I thought it was later on. But I just uh, felt there was lots of eight and nines out of tens everywhere and at a canter as well. You know, it was it was it really was that easy for us last night. And I, I don't want to become this um I don't know even know what the best word is, but the, the, this I don't want to become this individual that actually, you know, starts slating the other ones and a bit and a bit um what's the word, Gilly, that we call Liverpool fans and, and scum and that when entitled. they and yeah, entitled is the right word. I don't want to become this entitled fan that because we're we're almost Arguably the best side in the league on his day. In fact, I would say we are the best team in the division on our day. We would beat anybody, and we've proven that with Leicester away this season because they're the runaway team, and we and we beat them. Um, but and I don't want to. I also don't want to. I also don't want to um, disrespect Swansea as well, really, because you know, as you say, they've been in this division for a long time. They've done it all before, but. But it, it, it just, for me, it almost shows that because the top three teams in this league have come almost come have come straight back have come straight down from the Premier League. Does that does that does that sort of envisage and show that the gap between the Championship and the Premier League is getting bigger every year? Do you think? I think it does. And I think if you look at the finances, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about parachute payments being bad for the Championship. Um, I think because financially there is such a massive discrepancy between the Premier League teams and the Championship teams and then from there down the the, the pyramid, I think the one thing that we saw, uh, and Kieran tweeted this a couple of weeks ago um, from the Price of Football, um, he had talked about how the Premier League had promised um, additional funding to the rest of the pyramid and it had not materialised. Um, and I think that if they can handle the finances in a very different fashion, actually, there's a lot less emphasis on those parachute payments. I think um, if you've got a side that has been repeatedly promoted, relegated, promoted, and have got a business model that is consistent with them being able to function outside of the Premier League without all of its riches, if you look at Norwich and their ability to do business um, and, and so on, they're much more able to deal with the impact of being relegated. If Everton go down, they're screwed. It'd be brilliant because yeah. they are screwed. Um, and, and so I think that you know, the parachute payments not being available to them would be absolutely disastrous, even more than 
you know, just the relegation uh, in, in, in and of itself. Um, and they were just hemorrhage players and hemorrhage money, and it'd be a, it'd be a, a nightmare. And I can't wait. Um, but I think we're just in this position where um, something needs to change, and, and I think it's on the Premier League. The Premier League is where all the money is, and it is made up of its own members. And the way that they handle money is down to them. They did promise additional mon- money to the rest of the pyramid. They've decided differently, and they've not kept to that. Um, but it would put a lot less emphasis on the parachute payments, which does give a, a, a great weighting to the sides that have come down. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. Um, so just going back to play performance, then, I don't want to spend too much longer on, on the Swansea game, uh, but but who who excelled for you, Carl? Who, 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 would, who was your, first of all, who was your top three men of the match and who, who, was, who was your number one? Top three. So so who do, you, who do you feel had a had a strong performance but probably wasn't quite? I I, I you give us three, two, and one in that order, please. Right, okay, three, two, and one. I'd go with uh, Kamara. I think uh, played quite well. You know, he battled very well in front of the box. Was very forward thinking for a lot of the game. Uh, I'd go. Uh, without trying to be obvious and all that, I'll go with um, <laughs> Ampadu. Um, but my number one, I, I think, because of the way it's been for him and all that, and he's he's got four goals in four games, I, I, I'm going to go with Willie as my man of the match. I think he deserves it. Two goals last night. Thought it was his best performance uh, since all the shit happened in the summertime. Um, and I thought he, he showed a real kind of desire to... To want to be in the team and and properly help us out his his tracking back was it was um it was up there with dan james tracking back now not with the pace by any means but i think it was very unnonto wasn't it it was very yeah. anti-nonto last night and and i think you're quite right i mean he was my man of the match um and yeah, yeah I, I think you touched upon some great points there that's things that we saw from nonto it was only a week ago that we, or two weeks ago that we were saying on here we haven't seen that winning on of last season yet this season, but if we do, it's a whole different ball game because we know how good he can be and how threatening he can be, and and, and just just with the ball at his feet, if, when he's when he's when he's playing his game, he's 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 unplayable, and certainly at this level. So yeah. so yeah, completely agree on on man of match. Gilly, did you have anybody else in your top three? Well, I'll just go for a different top three just because we've already spoken about them, and I think no, you don't have to. Um, I just wonder if you had anybody. If you were no, no, pick yeah, no, um, I, I I did so. I, in a, in a remarkable turnabout from where I was with him in the summer, um, I just love watching Rutter play football because he just loves it and he wants the ball all the time. Um, and he's a completely different player at this level. He just is. Um, so I, I like watching him play football because he plays with a smile on his face. Uh, you know, it's just ace watching him. Um, I think uh, a hat nod from me to Gruev because how he manages to consistently keep his passing uh, his past completion rates at the level it is, he's just out of this world. And I don't care who you are or how much Bulgarian football you'd watch or anything else, nobody saw him having this impact. With the side, you know, the inauspicious start, and I know he'd not had a run of games, but and Andy were coming on in a different position because when he came on as a sub, he were further up the pitch and he was just, just doing a job, he just running around for us. Um, nobody saw this coming and he's, he's properly cemented his place. He's been given uh, a chance and he, he's really put himself into contention to be in our first 11 when the strongest is full back from now till the end of the season. 
Um, and I'm going three, and then I, that's my two, and then my number one, I'm going to go with Archie. Um, and the reason for that is because he, he, he has worked really well with Nonto, Nonto covering him, but Archie supporting him in attack as well. And I think if you look at that Nonto goal, that breakaway goal when he when he makes their man, turned him inside out and makes their man, if you look at Archie before that, it, it, it snaps three players' ankles just by a, a, just a shimmy of his waist and, and dropping yeah. a shoulder then pulls it back, they all go the other way again, and then he goes again, bends the ball in, perfect weight on it, Nonto runs on it, and, and it's a goal. Um, yeah. And that's that's what he's got in his locker. So I think I think, I think think because we can name six, and both of you are just nodding along with me when I'm saying them, that goes to your point. Well, the I was just going to say, yeah. I was just going to say, we've named six, but the players we haven't named, Junior Furpo, Joe Rodon, <laughs> Chris Encio, Somerville, and, and do anything wrong. all had good games. Yeah. All yeah. had good games. That, so we that's could have actually difficult. Sat here all night. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and you know, that the, the, the same goes for a lot of the recent games. If you look at Bristol, I would have probably said something similar. If you look at Rotherham, I probably would have said something relatively similar as well. Um, mm. That actually we could have named a, a good, a good, there'd probably be arguments for at least five, between five and seven players to be actually man of the match. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, Amelia even caught the ball on more than one occasion in one game. He did. I think go. the only thing that let me <laughs> let Melia down last night, and I think it was actually Ampadu's fault because the back pass was his right foot rather than his left. Yeah. It wasn't a great back pass and it bobbled over his foot and his shin and went out for a corner. For a corner, that's right. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, Right, we'll fly through a few of these comments that have been coming in about yesterday and then we will slowly take a little stroll on. I'll, um, I might not read yeah, that I don't one know out. what's been going off in comments. I've missed, I've missed uh, well, some of I've, these. Do you I know what? It's funny, it's funny you should, it's, yeah, it's funny you should say that because I, start, I started reading through some of the comments a minute ago. Did, was it somebody offering it. out his sister? <laughs> yeah, somebody offering out the sister. It's almost like Valentine's Day Tinder on here tonight. Remner's ghost putting his sister uh, on the chat. Yeah. Um, so a couple of comments then. Uh, the biggest brothel in Wales is Barbie World. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, never been. I wouldn't know. Um, Chris Frost. Now this is this is a, uh, this is a really nice, nice message. I wanted to, to just scroll up. We were in the pub after the game, and Gilly, I think you'd gone actually uh, on on Saturday, and and a young man came over to us and, and had a chat with us and said how much he loves the show and uh, how much it helps with his mental health and stuff. So that was Chris. Welcome, Chris. Uh, and he just thanks us for, for having a chat with him in the Peacock. Uh, so more than welcome. Anybody who does see us, come over and have a have a, have a a cow. We've always got something good to say. Ish. Uh, so, yeah. Nice to meet you as well. Nice to meet you as well, Chris. Yeah, well, Pleasure. Nice. Um, Steve Brown watching Sky. I had no idea what was happening in the second half. Yeah, Sky went to shit yesterday, didn't it? So um, Sky TV is, I mean, probably won't say it on here just in case we get sued, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Brendan's goes, you can say it for us. How about that? Yeah, there you go. That's even better. Um, Tony Brown makes a great point here. When both their fullbacks thought, Fuck me when they saw Nonto and Creed going off and then saw Dan James and Anthony coming on. Imagine <laughs> yeah. imagine seeing them two go off and thinking, yes, easy, easy, easy last half hour. And yeah. then seeing Dan James and, and Jane and Anthony coming on. It just shows what sort of class we've got in depth done it this season. And it's just so nice to watch mm. as well. Um yeah. Anthony, I'm gonna save that comment. I'm gonna save that comment because they're they're sort of more about a bit later on. Um Gabe the American and me and Gabe have had our uh, our differences on on Twitter, but he's he's come on to compliment myself. 
for dunking on those Southampton accounts for saying we were out of the race. Absolutely my kind of petty. Makes two of us. You'd I think a lot of that was... Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd take a dim view of that Southampton account. I, I genuinely think that it was just after Traction Online. Um, that's really easy to get from our fan base, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bremner's Ghost asks, Carl, are you on the pull tonight? Is it Valentine's Day? I'm not, no. I'm sitting here with a bottle of something. Two lads talking about football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's on about the hairdo, maybe. Maybe because you look well-groomed tonight, I think somebody said uh, earlier on. Nice. Thanks. Owen Brody, uh, just joined Luke. Did you catch up with the Diddley Dorman on Saturday? No, actually, because he told me he was drinking in a pub that burnt down to, to, uh, towards <laughs> the end of last year. So, funnily enough, I didn't catch up with the Diddley Dorman because he was lying where he was. So, um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. But, um, but yeah, that's a, a few of this. Oh, hang on a minute. One more from Bremner's Ghost, I missed. Uh, 3-0 from now to the end of the city, from Gilly's, ge- Gilly's lips to God's ears. Jesus Christ. I, that could have been <laughs> I like, struggled yeah. there. <laughs> like I was like... Um, giggity, giggity. Vic Reeves doing his club, club song. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bad uh, news right is uh, Ipswich are now 2-0 up. Ipswich now two nil. I don't. I don't see Ipswich as our competition now. I very much think that they will win a few games, but they will not be in the race. I don't feel. Nah, hit a wobble um, there, haven't they? Millwall on goal. Keep those receipts, Lou. That's right, Johnny. That's keep. Good evening, Mark Edison, Motley Crew. How are you doing? Um, cool. Right then, we shall move on uh, very, very quickly to our. I'm um, Bren, who does the Bryn. Bryn. No, Bren. Bren. Again, mixed up both the names. But anyway, Bren, Bren's done this intro, so uh, let's do it. Hey, oh, has got a shit tech this week, my little spatter fact. So, this week, uh, a few we probably could have gone at, but uh, two. Gillard, would you like to read one out? And Carl, you read the other one out. How about that? Uh, yeah, I'll pop this one up. Um, Carl, you want to read that one out? Give me a second. I need to sit a little closer. I have what they used to be. Late change before kickoff from the Leeds United account. Bamford came off during warm-ups and has been replaced by Joel Perot in the starting 11. At Jeff Snee underscore Snee has replied, if ever there was a justification for me saying sell Bamford to a Sunday league team, this is it. We look world beaters without him. I, I think I Jeff needs to wind his neck in. <laughs> I mean, it seems a bit harsh given how well Bamford's yeah. played recently. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's unjust criticism, that. Yeah, and just the next one is uh, Vinny P, MOT. Uh, Byram injured and Shaq refuses to travel because his kid is due. That tells you all you need to know about his future. Hashtag LUFC. Jesus. So... We've basically got one person saying that Bamford's been at a load of shit this season and we should flog him for nothing, pretty much, to a non-league side or anybody that would take him. And then we've got somebody else saying that actually the birthday of your baby comes second. Is my oh. signal messing up? It went nope. a bit there, yeah. Oh, I, not for me, it didn't. 
You're all right. Um, so, and then we've got the other guy basically saying that um, having children isn't the most important thing in the world, but kicking a ball around for 90 minutes or being on the bench even for 90 minutes is uh, in, in Swansea. So um, what we'll do, we'll pop a quick poll up in the chat. Um, just just on one of those points about Shackleton that he makes, isn't he still recovering from an illness regardless of whether his child has been born anyway? So having him around the he match. He hadn't played. Yeah, yeah, so you know he could have been part of a match day squad, but but yeah. he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been picked. That's the thing, like so. Let the lad be there for the birth of his child. What a fucking knob that guy is. And <laughs> um, tell me what, like there there is some bell ends about, like isn't there? You see shit like that online, and you're like, here, look, just find your neck in a bit there now. Yeah, I tell you what, they are. I, I t- oh, hello, Smiley. Thought you were out all night tonight, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. sorry. <laughs> Hello, hello, Smarty, Mister. I'm too busy to come on here. Um, anyway, the poll is now up. Um, Baby Shack of no importance or Bamford non-league loser. So make take, give us your vote. See what you think is the worst take, uh, the shit take of the week, and we will uh, we'll promote the 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 winner of that poll uh, before the end. And that has been your hey up. Has got a shit take this week, my little spatter fact. My little sparrow fart. My little sparrow <laughs> fart. Um, right, then, one thing I just wanted to get up and have a brief discussion about is uh, I was sent um, where we were this time last year. Uh, the, the question, Bremner's Ghost, is which is the worst take, which is the shittiest take, who's the biggest not online knobhead this week, pretty much. Um but yeah, I shared a I shared a thing earlier on. I shared a um, a tweet, and it just compares to where we are this year. Can you see that? Yep. Can you see, well see that? Yeah. Yep. Um, where we were, where we are this year to the year we got promoted under Marcelo. Um, and after 32 games under Marcelo, we had... Oh, it's not going to let me show, see the full thing. Um, but we basically had 56 points after 32 games. We are now on, as you can see there, 66 points after 32 games. So we're actually 10 points in front of where we are or where we were under that season under Marcelo. I think we went on to win something stupid like 17 of, of, a, of a... I can't remember. Something stupid like... 47 and 52 points so in, in the running, though, uh, under Marcelo. So, I mean, it doesn't paint a, a complete picture by any means, but I think it's just worth noting that we are actually doing fucking well this season. <laughs> yeah, it, it is only uh, because sides around us are having record-breaking seasons that we're not running away with it at this point. Um, and yeah, much as I said about Gruev coming in and having the impact... Nobody saw us winning seven league games in a row. You know, however well you play, it's unlikely that that's going to happen at any point. Um, I think um, I think you are right if we cast our minds back to that promotion season. Um, I think it was when the when the games restarted, we lost to Cardiff and then we went unbeaten to end of the season. Um, and I seem to recall it was 10 points that we won the league by. Um, <laughs> you couldn't rule that out happening again. You know, we've won seven on the bounds. Who's to say that we're not going to go and, and do that again? So, um, you know, it's 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 been a it's been a good bit of fun. And plus, who were it? Were it were it Stoke that we absolutely 
eviscerated 5 0. First game of the season. Um, oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. It, it, in that run in towards the end of the season. West Brom won it. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. I think you're right. I think it was Stoke. We did beat West Brom. I think it was Stoke. We spanked that Ellen Road. Because West Brom were, yeah. were, were, were contenders. And then obviously the um, the guard yeah. of honour at Derby was uh, was a highlight as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think then, let me ask you this question because it's controversial. Do you think we're a better team now under Daniel Farker than we were under Marcelo Bielsa? I think we're a different team. We're not, I don't think That's we're the question a question I asked. I don't think we're a better team because they're both better in different ways. Like the styles of play are completely different, but they're both on par with each other. I don't think either one is better. I think the players we have now very much suit the system and the style Fark wants to play. Players we had then were able to understand and implement how complicated Marcelo's um, style of play was. And they were a little bit more mature as well. Like, the you know, there were... Players who were like 25, 26, you know, up on up on 28, 29 at one point. And, and they're just a little bit more, I don't know, they were able to grasp stuff that he wanted to do quicker, perhaps, because they were more along their professional career, I think. But the, the style of play Fark plays is, it, it's high energy. I don't think, you know, it's, it's, it's harder to get a, an older team to play that high energy the way we do, I think. Let me let me ask you a different question, Gilly. Do you think Bielsa's leads scores many past Farker's leads? Um, I think um I think they probably do. Um and it's it would come down to the patterns of play and the overlapping fullbacks and the way that they were I mean, lest we forget, and I'm gonna hold Carl to to ransom on this one, to account on this one, he'd already written. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And off, Stuart Dallas and, and Luke Ayling. Um, by the time we were promoted, so um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think if if you look at uh, you know man for man, uh, the starting eleven, I think um, it's really really you know it's paper thin. It's really really difficult to choose between them. I think in terms of a squad, Fark has got much more talent at his disposal than than Bielsa ever had. If you look at you know we were reliant on Robbie Gotts, Oliver Casey, Leif Davis. You know, these players had not played any football and, and we were relying on them coming in and doing a job in the first team. And you look at what Farker were able to bring on last night um, and it's just night and day. So um, I think in terms of a squad, I'd say we're probably in a better position now. Um, I think in terms of the way that Bielsa was able to get that side playing and you look at the impact that Click was able to have on games and this 
bear in mind this was somebody that had been chipped out. We saw no future with him at, at, at that point. Um, but, you know, if, if you look at overall, the 1-11, to 11, well, we had Kassir in net, uh, and now we've got Melier in net. I think that's an improvement. Um, I think the centre-backs that we're playing at the moment, um, it's difficult because you had Ben White. And and you can see, you know, you've, we've seen the way that his career has gone since then. And I think as a as a footballer, uh, if you compare him to Rodon, I love watching Rodon play football. He's no nonsense. He gets into it. He won't be having the fake bake stuff that that Ben White's got and all of that, all of the trappings that go along with it. But he was he was a very very good footballer, and that you know that that, that was really evidenced by that um, that volley he scored towards the end of the season. He might have been at last game of the season, I think. Um, so I think it's it's really and you know Calvin was absolute quality, top of his game under Bielsa. He was absolute quality. Um, so I, it, it is a difficult one. Um, uh, I, I think we do concede more goals than we have been doing uh, because it's just unreal the run that we've been on. I think it's over eleven hours we've conceded one goal. Um, we've we've, we've, we've conceded one this this calendar year in the league. One goal. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that's how it's ended to over 11 hours. 17. Yeah. Scored 17, conceded one. And, and that's just seven, unreal. Seven. Yeah. And that's just um, in, uh, 23 over so, so, in a nutshell, then, looking at those two tables, and, and obviously it's easy in hindsight to say where, because we got promoted that season, but where would you, who would you rather be and in, in those two races? I think that's a really difficult one as well. And, and and the reason I say that is because if you look at the quality of the division this time round, I think the reason that the top sides are having such fantastic uh, seasons this time round is because the rest of the division is shite. You, know, you look at the levels of ability that your Wednesdays and Rotherham's and whoever else have got, Stoke are awful. We've absolutely just battered Swansea. Um, the, the rest of the division is really weak um, and I don't think that was true at the time when we were playing under Bielsa plus it was a really really weird time you know we, we were playing without fans there and all the other bits that went along with it at that time so it was anomalous in that regard anyway but I think from 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 the standpoint of purely looking at it we are doing better in pure terms you know we're, were it 10 points you said we were ahead of, of where we've been at the same point in the in, yeah. the, in the season Um but we're also playing some absolute dross, and I think the division was actually stronger in Bielsa's time than it is now. You think it was stronger when West Brom and Brentford and Fulham and, and that were in the league because they didn't have great yeah. squads then. Um, I think Brentford overall especially. the quality was better. Um, yeah, really. Yeah. You think it was more competitive league? Is that what you're trying to say? Rather That's what than I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, more, 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 more equal across the mm. division than. You know some superstar clubs that we've got now, and then some that should just should not be in this league. And then you look at the promoted sides from last season that went into the Premier League, and them coming back down again does not make this division look any better next season. They're they're, they're woeful. No, no, it's just very leads in it that we're in. You know the most competitive championship ever, pretty much <laughs> where record records have been broken, and the Premier League's got arguably four absolutely gash teams. Yeah. It? So, um, yeah. I mean, for me, I think 
I think I preferred watching Marcelo's football, but I just feel far more assured under Farkas' football. We don't ever feel like... since. Well, that's probably a lie, actually. I'd, I would probably say since the turn of the new year, because we had an awful couple of games over Christmas. Since the turn of the new year, we've just almost kicked into an additional gear, uh, both defensively. Now, that could be because of the, the inclusion of Ampadu at centre-back or, you know, Gruev coming into midfield or whatever. We don't know. And we probably never will know the there probably won't be one one specific reason, but um but yeah, I just feel like we we don't really look like conceding. And if we do, it's it's a set piece or it's 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 a you know, it's somebody switching off. Under Marcelo, we made so many errors, individual errors that led to goals as well. Yeah, um, we did. Um, and it, but it was high risk, high reward, wasn't it? And that it was, was the football. And it, that's why it was great to watch. That's why it was great yeah. to watch. Like, I, um, do, you, do you think with the, the quality of the squad Marcelo had made it, I'm not trying to belittle anything about Fark, it's a good opportunity for him with having the ability to have the players there that he needs and wants, but do you think is it more impressive what Far, uh, Bielsa did because the squad he inherited and the limited yeah. kind of funds? Um, See, I, I thought about this, so I thought about this. Sorry, go on, Luke. Yeah, I, I, I thought about this, and, and, and the, reason, the reason I thought about it was, Marcelo didn't get promoted in his first season and he was nowhere near this points tally either. In his yeah. first season, it would have been much less than a 10-point difference. Now, we've got to take into account that when the, the, the season we got promoted and won the league with, with, with Marcelo, he'd already been here for over... He'd already been here for a year. He'd, he'd done 12 months. They, were, they all knew how to play that system. He had, yeah. you know... I think if we'd have had this squad in pre-season, we would be right up where Leicester are now. Yeah, I think we'd be above Leicester. I th- I, I, pro- I I do I probably agree with you. Um. Uh. So so that's why. Uh, look, we financially we're better off now than we were under Marcelo because we had we had we had we had Radz's money and that was it. We've got parachute payments now. We've got the 49ers, We've got we you know we sold players and 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 whatever else. So if you look at the two squads, they're probably chalk and cheese in terms of financials and 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 and, and value of of squads when you when when Marcelo took over and when when Farker took over. But I, th- I think, still think we'd probably be doing Farker a bit of an injustice if we said, actually, Marcelo worked wonders with that team. You, we've got to think of the man management Farker's gone through with with with, with Cresswell, with, with with Nonto, with Sin- fucking Sinister off. And, you know, it's, it, it, I think we I think probably as a fan base, because we've always... Marcelo's been the recent god of Ellen Road. We're always going to compare to him, but I think we're probably always going to disjustice anybody do anybody a bit of disjustice? Anybody who came in, whether they they could win the league by hundred points and would still be doing him a, di- would still be comparing him to Marcelo and the football we saw in Marcelo. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, it's true. It is true. Really? Like, but but at the same time, it's it's just it's it's a question that's always going to be asked, and uh, you know, it's it's I I am not taken away from Fark's achievements at all here. I won't stay too long on this. I but I just think you know, Ooh, what do given you make of this the, comment? The, quality he has it's it's he should be doing what he's doing with the team that he has like he, he's gotten through a very like you said difficult summer transfer window august uh if if it was a stable steady team and squad and club when he came in we could be miles clear at this stage but anyway sorry what, what do you make of this comment from roland do you think do you think this is true i've got some i've got some alternatives to this so i don't believe this is true but it's a great comment bielsa made players better farker doesn't have to so I think the level of football that the players that Farker has available to him is different to the players that Bielsa had available to him. You know, I already mentioned about Click. Certainly squad They've been bombed out. Mm. Yeah. 
But Click had been bombed out. We didn't we didn't expect him to come back at all. You know, you look at Jabitsky, who didn't get a look in, but Bielsa had seen something in Click, brought him back, and then he played eight thousand consecutive games for him. Um, but I I, I think um, Bielsa did improve that squad massively. You know, you mentioned that game against Stoke, that first game of the season when when Click started us off with the the goal scoring. Um, Nobody saw that coming. It blew us away, and then that was just that was a case of right, okay, for the next well, what turned out to be three or four years, just hang on, just hang on and deal with it as best you can because this is going to be a roller coaster, and that's 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 how it went. Um, and I think that 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 bit where we were looking like we were consigned to being 14th, 15th every season, we also went right, okay, no more of that. This is what we're going to do, and um, I think that. Standing on the shoulders of giants is, is unfair given what happened between Bielsa and Farka. But we don't have Farka now without Bielsa. No, he, he laid the ground, he laid the groundwork for that to happen. And and you know, the, the the training, the swimming pool being reopened, the players not having to go and get their own socks. Um, you know, all of those things that not all Bielsa, you know, some some kudos still has, you know, even if it went sour in the end, some kudos has to be given to the, the owners at that time. Um, but it, that was the groundwork that was done that we needed to be done. Uh, and now we are in that much better position. So there's a, a weight of expectation, but you've got Somerville and Nonto coming off the back of successful, to a certain extent, successful Premier League campaigns in as much as they were able to influence games and they were able to get at teams that wouldn't have expected them to. You, know, you look at what they did against Liverpool and, and you know, there were, there were games, Bournemouth, a, a, another one that sticks out. Um, so, but, You've also got players that have been with that squad, like Strike, who's been there for a while. He's had three seasons of Premier League football. He should be more than able to cope at this level. Whereas Bielsa was doing it when he was going up against Halme as to who was going to be in the squad. You know, it, it was a very different context. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, somebody mentioned there, I've just seen, I've seen a good comparison. Uh, James under Bielsa. Dan James versus James under Papaka is is one obvious one. Um, obviously he's played out of position a lot of the time under under yeah. Marcelo as well. Um, we're just about again, to make that point because yeah. he, he's not he's not a nine, is he? And he's never yeah. going to be a nine. And if Farka no. were having to play him there, he wouldn't be doing as well as he is is now. He's in his natural position, so it, it's a fair point to say because it is true. Uh, but at the same time. There, there, there's some context to it as well. Yeah, let's get through a, a few of these comments then, because we, I know we're still going to talk about about the game at the weekend um, against Plymouth. Um, so we'll sort of start. Um, Bielsa, there we go. Start with Ebu Smarty. Uh, Smarty, who couldn't make it because he's been too busy. Uh, but Bielsa's <laughs> leads were swashbuckling and better to watch. This team has more quality and is much more efficient. I think that's that's actually. First time I'm going to ever agree with you, and probably the last. Um, but yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, Owen says better squad, not better football. I think probably. I think that 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 term efficient. Um, so I'd said it about Harry Kane in the past. Of he's not a player that excites me. You know, whether whether it be no. at club level or for England, he's not a player that excites me. He scores a lot of goals. It, it, you know, when you look at his record on paper. He should be an exciting player to watch. You'd think that he would be, but he's just not. But he's just efficient. He gets goals. Um, and and I'm not saying that it's not enjoyable to watch Farkas Leeds win games, because it is. Um, it's not the same level of excitement as watching a Bielsa team. That's the difference for me. Yeah. 
No, mm. I, 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 um, Phil, just to answer this, why compare them? Uh, I think, I think because it's, it's natural, we're, we're always going to compare to something good, you know, you, you know, we could, why, why not compare them? Um, I, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying, I enjoyed them both, but I think, I think just to, I don't understand why people don't want you to compare them. They're both doing really, really good. They both did a really good job. And Sorry, one did a really good job past tense and one is doing a very good job. Why not compare them? I mean, we're not comparing similarities in terms of their styles or anything like that. We're comparing which would, you know, why why, why they do both do potentially doing so well. And it actually leads me nice, nicely on to the next comment, which was about Rutter somewhere uh, in the starred messages. Um, there we go. Um, look at Rutter, he's not only playing better because we're in the championship, he's loving it. And this is this is one comparison I would like to make between Farker and Marcelo. The players look united and they are all enjoying every second of playing for Leeds United again. You look yeah. at the, the Premier League years, that second half of the first season, I would say onwards, right up until the end, we never looked like a team at any stage, really. You know, we were, we, there was there was there was whispers of, of fallouts. There was, you know, this senior leader group and there was all sorts of shit going down, wasn't there? You know, and, and, and one of the things that is, is really nice to see when we're going to Ellen Road or, or to an away game and actually seeing this time is, is that, that unity between the players and, and, and that they're actually loving playing for each other, but also for the badge as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you know, you, we, we saw when we couldn't be there, we saw a lot of togetherness in that squad, especially when, you know, they were, t- they were watching that Leeds legend, Emil Smith Rowe. Um, uh, and, and um, you know, it was the chance and, and all right uh, on the face of it, maybe, um, uh, maybe it's not quite as good for us as it was at the time, but uh, when we chat about Thomas Frank and, and, you know, all of those videos that came out of Elland Road of, of the squad, just really, really enjoying that, that time period. Um, and the same level of access to the squad might not be there right now. And it's because, you know, we're able to be in the stands and, and whatever else. It, it's kind of a really different context. But they are really enjoying the football. And you look at the way, Dan James as well, but you look at the way that um, Somerville and Ruta and Nonto interchange and work for each other and pick each other out and you know, to a certain extent just know where each other are going to be they know each other's game well now and I think that the way that they complement each other and that the likes of Grave and Kamara are foils for them to just go and impress themselves on the game it's it, that 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 bit especially is just great to watch they're just enjoying it yeah I thought there was lovely link-up play between Somerville and um, Nanto last night along with Nanto and Gray I thought Everything about that kind of area of the pitch is starting to really kick into gear, regardless of who's playing, whether it be Dan James or whether it be Jaden Anthony or whatever the case may be. The fact that Rutter has gone into that 10 roll permanently, I think, has made us better going forward. And um, it, it's just, it, to be fair, it's very impressive to watch when we're in full flight. Like there was the game on Saturday. You could get, against... a, receipt. You could get a receipt out here, Carl, and tell Gilly what he thought of Rutter. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I already have. He, he, he's admitted to it. There's no point uh, booting him in the head afterwards. Like, um, so like I think the the the, the Somerville's sec- first goal against uh, Rotherham on Saturday, where Rudder just broke through, got smashed a couple of times, and then somehow out of stride, any kind of normal looking running stride, he managed to play that ball through. And I think that's what we've been missing in. The, that, that pass that can unlock that defence that we've been talking about for so long. 
I think it's Rutter that's doing that now. And then I think if any 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 time he's played up front, I think we're going to lose that forward momentum because he drops too deep but then tries to play up front. It it doesn't work. And he's he's yeah, no. actually excelling in that ten role now at the moment. Yeah, completely, completely agree, mate. Um right then, at the risk of being on here for two hours tonight, I think we better sort of move forward very, very slowly, uh, or very, very quickly even. Um, just a few quick comments before we do. Um, uh, Roland says, does Pod, Jobber ha- Pod, Do- does Pod Dodger have a job interview? Looking clean cut. Uh, I'm in a job. No. Uh, Jamie just... says, Carl's haircut is nice. Normally looks like it's been cut with a knife and fork. Well, no, you see, that's the thing. I was literally going to say that uh, I decided I'd stop looking like I got th- dragged through a bush. Like, so, you know. It's, um... And Scooby says, the other day it was Jay, I think he's called, who was looking groomed. Today, it's Pod, which means you, Pod Dodger, I'm assuming. That's cool. Less grey in the mouth at the moment, isn't it? The best turned out, the best turned out horse of the, of the day goes to Pod Dodger. Well done, Carl. Is your bottle of is uh, your bottle of champers and on you go. Um, right then, let's move swiftly on to uh, Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think we're early yeah. kickoff. We're on telly again. Um, and we go back down to Devon uh, to drink cider from eleven, and it's <laughs> uh, it's Plymouth away again. So obviously we played them only last week in the cup. Uh, they took us to extra time. We did play a week in eleven. If there was such a thing, um, how do we expect this one to go? Then, lads, let's be honest. Um, I'll start with you, Gilly. <laughs> I think we'll win. Thanks for that, you, Carl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Go> on, <laughs> no, I think th- um, you know. You look at um, the, the, they they played well against us in in actually in both of the in both legs of the the, the FA Cup games. Um, I thought that they matched us reasonably well um, and they did try and play football. I think they've got a couple of players that can hurt teams. Um, and you look at the fact that they were able to score against us both in both uh, games, or albeit against a, a changed team uh, on our part. But um, still, they were able to score against us in, in, in both games. Um, when you look at what we've done in the league and the run that we're on, even with some of the personnel being changed. That's quite a thing. So I think, you know, they are uh, aside, they're, they're not really a pushover. Um, they've got a couple of people that, that I, I do expect will step up maybe to a, a relegated team next season rather than to the Premier League, but but I think can make that step. Um, but I, I, I don't really, I don't really think that we're in danger of, of losing out on the three points. No, I, 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 I feel quite similarly. Um, I just can't see. I think and we've I not think been beaten on, by him in ten. Yeah, the and the, last based 10 on the fixtures. yeah, based on the, the the side that we played down there, still took a to replay. We brought a bit, brought a bit of quality on, and we thumped him in extra time in half an hour. So, um, I yeah, I, I'm quietly confident. Carl, do you sit on the same fence? I uh, same side I, of the I, fence, even. I, I'm a hundred percent on the same side of the fence there. Like I'm um, so confident that we're probably going to hockey them that I'm not even going to put down that we can see the goal in my prediction. Oof, blimey! Yeah, that's that's. I I know you said they've scored against us in the last two games, but like Gilly said there at the end, or was it yourself, Luke? That as soon as we brought on the quality, we absolutely spanked them. So we're we're going to start all the quality on Saturday, and I I've yeah. It's it's three points in the bag for me. Like there's not 
Oof. I, I mean, they are beating Coventry right now. Coventry yeah. are only just outside the playoff spots. You know, they're not a pushover. They're, they're, no, they're not I'm, us. They're not, they're not a bad side. They won, they won that league out of Cancer last year, I think, didn't they? Uh, the, the, the league won. I think they won it Plymouth. quite comfortably. Uh, I, I'm in, not... In the big yeah, I, I'm not saying they're a pushover by any means, but psychologically, we've beaten them three times already this season. Like, well, twice and, and a draw. Below. I think there's a lot they can take what? from the FA Cup games, though. The fact that they scored against us, the fact that they took us to a replay and then took us to extra time, especially mm. against the context of where we are in the league and the season that we're having so far, I think there's a lot they can take from that. I don't expect yeah. them to cause us too many issues, but I don't expect it to be a pushover. No, I, I like I said, I would. I, I didn't say it was going to be a pushover, but I expect us to absolutely batter them. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> so that's the same thing, Cal. I don't know if anyone's ever told you, but um, yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, no disrespect to Plymouth. I just don't think they're, they're they're they're. I don't think they've got it in their locker mentally to beat us now. I think that's it. I think three points don't. And that's that, you know, but they've they've got um, two goal scorers in double figures. And one mm. of them scored more than any of our players. You know, they've got players that can hurt teams. But they um, concede. Say, That's their biggest problem. They, they, yeah. they're, they're open. Like, if you look at back, um, we, I think we discussed it in a previous pod where I was just looking back at their kind of run at the time. And they concede a lot. Like, when they do win, they have to score three goals to win games sometimes. Like, you know, so... Um, I said, it just don't slow down. Wow. Totally against the one player there, Alison. Shoots mine and <laughs> my fish in the water there. Um, um Anthony Callery, Callery, Callery said earlier, he thinks if we I think he, he shares shares the sentiment. He thinks if we let Plymouth, Plymouth play, we could be in for a bit of a shock and, and they could hurt us. Do, 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 do any of you see that? I mean, we, we, I've not seen anything really in the two get fixtures against them. I thought we were relatively poor against them at home and we still beat them 2 1. Um 2 1 at our place. Oh, you're asking now. Well, I'll get the old some memories between we, us, aren't we? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I, I mean, I've got the worst memory of us all, and I'm saying I'm pretty sure it was two one. I'm probably a mile off, um, but um, but there, there seems to be a little bit of nervousness two in around in around. Um, but two, two one. one. It was two one to us on the 11th of November. Well done, Luke. That's right. Um, do do anyone any of you are any of them nerves, or do you think based on the the, the last performance and, and all performances actually this this calendar year, um, I can't see how somebody of Plymouth's stature can could damage us. I mean, it is away from home, all, all right, and we've been down there once this month already. We've done a lot of travelling; that it will eventually catch up with them. Um, but I just can't see how they how, how or where. Right, I, I think. I, Go on, Cal. So I said to a lot in work there, what day was it? Maybe Russell Martin, basically Southampton manager, came out. It was Sunday, I think, Sunday or Monday. And he said that he can't understand how Southampton are on the biggest run in their kind of club history and they're still not clear of leads. I turned around to the lad in work. I said, psychologically, that's going to fuck their players. And they went out last night and they got hockeyed. Like, you can't sit there and tell me that being beaten by the same team, or you know, twice and then a, a, a lucky draw at Ellen Road isn't going to psychologically play on the players' minds, regardless of who they start. 
psychology in sport in, in football is massive. If you have that upper hand on a team and they're going into it going, Jesus, these guys have beat us twice already. Granted, we took them to extra time, but they brought on quality then after that. And they, they took us to the cleaners. Psychology in football is massive. And I think Russell Martin screwed Southampton by coming out and making that comment. Didn't he shouldn't have ever made a comment like that? And then I think Plymouth now haven't been on the run they're on against us. I think that's going to be playing in the back of their mind. They're going to think every time Leeds break, they're going to score because of what we've done just to, to, to Swansea recently and what we did to Rotherham last weekend. That's that's how equally, I uh, yeah, and and I think that's right. And we are going to be starting with our strongest 11, we're not going to be yeah. bringing strong players from the bench that that we would have otherwise started because this is our meat and drink this is our our focus for the season is the league and it, it, you know it, and it, it it must be it has to be but i think from a um, a viewpoint of the way that you are getting Plymouth up for this game is you look at what Leeds have done so far this season and you took them over 180 minutes to 2 all how many other sides are so i think there's a, a relatively straightforward message that you can deliver mm. to your players there you ignore the fact that, yeah, we brought Somerville on and he scored, <laughs> scored two. We brought Rooter on, he set up two. Um, you ignore that bit. You don't, you don't, you, you know, that's that's the quiet bit. You don't say that out loud. Yeah. Um, but you can say to your players, you know, you are in a game here and don't over respect leads because you've, in, in two FA Cup games, you've taken them the full 90 minutes and not been beaten in 90 minutes in either game. So I think, I think there are things that they can say. I don't expect it to be a fully comfortable afternoon. I think the the score line will be okay. Um, they've got players that can as Hardy looks handy. Um, that um, Morgan Whitaker, I think mm. you know he's on seventeen goals already this season. He's, he, he he scores goals for fun and he gets assists as well. He's just a good player. Do not expect him to be there next season. And I think that they are somebody that that can get at us. Um, what we are doing is being absolutely imperious in defence. So I think that um, an individual, I think we will, you know, we're not giving no chances at all. We are massively limiting the amount of chances that, that teams have against us. Um, so I, I do expect them to have something to carry some sort of threat. I don't mm. think it'll be enough to influence the game in their favour. Oh, that's fair enough. Well, I, I get that one, yeah. Just on that then, um, would you make any changes? Obviously, Bamford probably won't be starting. I still expect Piro. I still expect the same starting eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it's another one of those where unless you are pushed into a change, you don't go to South Wales, win four nil, and then make a raft of changes for the your next game. I don't. I don't think you change anything at all unless you 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 have to based on either how somebody's training or if they've got a twinge or whatever else it might be. I, I don't. I don't expect any changes that would yeah. be enforced. So so here's a quick stat for you. The last time we won eight in a row in a full season was November 1931. Wow. So if we win at the weekend, we will equal a nearly 90, over a 90-year-old record. 93-year-old record. That's not um, bad going at all. And there were still match. people chanting Farker out not so long since. I've just got one other thing I just wanted to share with you. Sorry, chaps. Um, um, I've just been sent this on WhatsApp in one of the Leeds football groups that I'm in. Um, who do you think's been? Say what? Sorry, I spoke over you then. Go again. 
Right. Who do you think's been the better of uh, Gruev and Kamara? For me personally, I think um, Gruev because we had absolutely no idea what he's like, but we knew what Rangers fans thought of Kamara and kind of knew what to expect for me. With Gruev, I didn't even know who he was. I I just think I I, I don't I need a reason. I just I was it's just a quick question, Cam. <laughs> I'd say Grove as well, and I think you know important context that that Carl gives. Um, it, it's only just I think they're both playing well, but I'd go Grove as well. Would you be shocked to hear that Glenn Kamara has broken a record recently? It's only just been released, apparently, um, and it's from Opta. Uh, put it in the brand. Um, Glenn Kamara is the first midfielder Opta has on record to complete ninety-five percent of his passes in seven consecutive Championship appearances since twenty thirteen. Wow. Um, yeah. 95, 95, 197, 96% passing. And that's 2013-14 that onwards. That's when they started tracking that because we saw Ten some years. of that, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but it, it, that's when they started tracking those stats. Um, so it's not... It, it, that's unreal. It is that's real. That, genuinely, that's unreal. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. Um, so, so yeah, uh, that's that. So, uh, shall we shall we go into some predictions? I suppose. Well. Taking some. Uh, first one from the fans from now uh and then we will start with you gilly i think because you are top of the league uh yeah do we want to do a bit of this Water, no better predictions you put in the time and effort on them gilly we may as well work again in it (laughs) (laughs) it will surprise it will be a surprise to absolutely nobody at all that i'm gonna go three one uh, and actually, to be fair, like that's was... consistent with what I was saying about the game as well. So, you know. I think Johnny Brown was first in here with 2-0 for the fans. Yep. So from when I said now. Um, who's top? Who's above? Oh, I'm above you, Anna Cal. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1. Luke, 2-1. Leeds, I'm assuming. Yes, to Leeds, yes. And Cal. 3 0. Leeds. Um, have we got. Uh, so Jay's really busy, isn't he? But um, Smart has no, been in the comments. I'm not, I'm not seeing any from him. But uh, yeah, we'll pick up, pick the rest up from the uh, from the lads. Thank you very much. Cool. Back to you, Luke. Cool. Cool. Um, just very quickly, just um, I'll end the poll there. Um, dickhead. Of the week, or whatever we call them, shit take of the week has gone to at Vinny, whatever he was called, a baby shack winning, uh, pretty much over two to one. So 67%, uh, plus 32%, uh, and the other percent just got lost in space. That was tough, um, to be fair. They're two shit takes, like so. Yeah, they are. Shit takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are very shit takes, but um, anybody got any thing they want to get off their chest this week? No, it's just it's just it's just quite enjoyable at the minute, isn't it? It's it's just quite nice. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm really not letting anyone nothing, bother me nothing, at the minute, you know. Yeah, I mean? nothing about nothing about football in general you want to get off your chest in a bit of a bitter rant. Uh even then, don't think so. I mean, the scum can get in, in the bin. Um shall we oh, wait, wait, hang on? Hang on. Auto no bitter <laughs> with Rachel Adadeji. I'm not sure well, I'm going to be able to get on my soapbox too much about it, but um, but yeah, no, the scum can get in the bin. Um, I, 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 and actually, 
that is something where I've had a few tete-a-tetes on Twitter this this Ooh. this past week where um, uh, I have seen some people that have been, uh, without wanting to get into too much bother and um, uh, comments are made by individuals and are not necessarily that of the podcast as a, as, as a thing. Um, but, um, you know, certain people defending um, players for their behaviour away from football purely on the basis that they played for their club, they can all get in the bin. Um, and blue just cards? Become... No blue cards, yeah, they can piss off as well. I think that it's it, there's too much risk and it be, it feels to me very much like, you know, we go back to ESL and all of that bullshit. It feels very, very much like um, the powers that be within the game are looking to enact changes that personally I feel are set up for failure so that they can push through the real change that they want. Now, I know that that might sound a little bit Carl. You know, I've got my tinfoil hat on under me, under my bucket hat. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> but um, it, it might feel a little bit a bit much like why would they go to all of that and whatever else. But they tried getting the ESL stuff through. And it fell flat on its face. But if you then take football and go, well, as a brand, as a product, it's, it's, it's worse than it's ever been because of this, because of this, because of this. So we're going to push through this change and then we're going to see all of these benefits. You you, you detract from something to then change it to what you want it to be. And, and uh, it, it does worry me slightly because I think they, they're just messing too much. It doesn't need all of that. Nah, that was, that was a step too far for me. Yeah. yeah. I think it needs technology in the game. But that's automated technology. Now, if they can get the automated technology that they've used in the Champions League and some of the uh, international uh, competitions where it can instantly tell the officials whether somebody's off offside yeah. and you've got goal line like technology. Wear sensors or right. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in their shirts and, and socks. Well, and it, 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 it can, you know, you know the um, the cricket and the tennis, when when they've got the, the lines and they know immediately whether it's in or out or whatever else, they could do that. And they could do it with offsides. So if you can do it with offsides and you don't have to draw the lines and then you're looking at the bullshit and it's, you know, it, there's a shadow there and Bamford's got his arm out, so he's definitely offside against Palace and all of that rubbish. Um, if you can automate all of that and take any of the doubt out of it, fine, use it. Anything where what you've got, and somebody close to me made this point through this week, if you've got the same shit officials making the decisions, regardless of whether they're on the pitch or in an office in Stockley Park next to Heathrow, you're going to get the same outcomes. Yeah. We got, we're got getting the same outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Um, Carl, anything to get off your chest? Uh, not particularly, no, to be fair. Um, it's like... Place a bit of crack at the minute. Like I'm enjoying the football and I don't really have any isn't it mad how and it mad how a football team can determine your mood. Like generally <laughs> speaking. Do you know actually, it is, it's right? Actually, I have one and go on, do it. These fucking Egypt man you fans uh defending that prick Mason Greenwood. I think that's that's exactly what um Gillies just said for the last 10 minutes. Sound that one is fucking <laughs> shite. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to find that banner back for in the you. Room, I, back in the room. I, I'm trying back to find that Andy uh, Man Club thing. I think we have it here, but I don't know if the dates are <laughs> still in play. Never mind. Never mind. Um, Gilly, do we have anything you want to tell people about AMC? Yeah. So, um, 23rd of March, we'll be walking loads of miles um, between some of the murals that are spread across Leeds. So, uh, it's a joint venture. 
Um, I believe now one of the actual mural painters is going to be joining us. So it's a joint venture with Andy's Man Club and uh, the Art Know Better podcast. And I believe that Danny from Not Another Leeds podcast is also joining in. Um, so there'll be a few friendly faces around um, and we are fundraising. So I think that AMC is the Leeds bunch of AMC and I think that they'd set the target of £500 and this week it tripped over 1000 So that's brilliant. So thank you. You know, we've been banging the drum for a while. So thank you to everybody that has supported us, retweeted, liked and done all of those bits, but also that has put their hard earned towards it. It does mean a lot. Um, and it means that um, AMC can can put on more events so that people can see the support and you know be able to be in that environment where they feel that the they've got that psychological safety where they can open up and they can talk and it's it's so important especially now more than ever so uh, it's really positive stuff and um, as Carl put in his tweet we obviously are gluttons for punishment um, so I am training so I've been I've been getting the miles in. Uh, trying to get myself right for it. Um, so, yeah, um, that's the bit from me. Well done. Well done. Um, any other business? We're all happy. We've got BNC coming back on, I imagine, I anticipate it might be Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning. Not sure who's on. That could very much determine who is on. A couple more comments just to flick through. Um, John Garside thinks it could come down to the last day at, Southampton, at home Southampton. Could well do. Uh, John said, apart from Leicester at home, we have the best running, apparently. So um, I think I think Saints do have a, a, a bit of a tough one. Um, Scooby's asked, what's on your jumper, Carl? Is it Casper the um, Friendly Ghost? No, it's uh, it's a King Billy Bremner jumper. Ah, beautiful. And it's nice. from uh, With the Gods, whoever they are. With the, with gods. the gods. If you want they, one, they, you want they, one they, Scooby, uh, there you are. The with friends. the Gods, if you're watching, we we expect some sponsorship. Actually, yeah, there you go. Um, Cool. I think that's pretty much. Oh, hang on. Gilly's got a couple more dates for stuff going on at AMC, I think. Yeah, uh, so Friday the 23rd is pool night at Northern Snookerstein at 6.30. Um, they'll be on the tables upstairs. Uh, they do have some small donations to the tables, but it's not essential. So if you brass it, you can still go along. Don't think that you're not welcome. Uh, and Sunday the 25th is Barber Club at W2 Bar Barbers on Easterly Road from 11 till 3. Come down, get your haircut, have a chat with all the proceeds going to AMC. More events coming in March. Cool. I think that's pretty much it. Cal, do you want to sum up, sum up tonight's episode in a few words for us? I really enjoyed it to be fair. It's quite good. It's good laugh, good comments. Like, subscribe, hit the bell notification thing. And um yeah, we'll see you on Saturday. Who's on Saturday? Oh, Saturday or Sunday. We we don't know. We know do we do we ever we work that far ahead? We'll be there. That's all that matters. Take <laughs> it easy, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Thank you for listening to another Autonow Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Autonow Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.